0: Now, the goal here is to build a solution that can be used over and over and over again. That's the real value in automation. If you're only ever going to do something once, you probably don't need to automate it. But if it's something like this case, which may come up once a quarter, maybe a couple of times a quarter every time there's an audit, building something that can be repeated over and over and over again is a very valuable use case to be automated.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Cisco Learning Network podcast. The DevNet Associate Certification has made lasting ripple effects throughout the IT industry. This certification is intended for individuals who perform a developer role and have some hands-on experience developing and maintaining applications that are built on top of Cisco platforms. In this episode, we're going to be hearing from Hank Preston, who is a network programmability evangelist for the Cisco DevNet team. We've had Hank on the show before to talk about how to be a network engineer in a programmable age, but in this episode, we hear Hank in an excerpt from a recent DevNet Associate prep session hosted on the Cisco Learning Network. In this session, Hank discusses a common issue for developers and one that's also covered on the road to earning a DevNet associate certification, how to automate a network inventory with Python. Hank begins by introducing a use case scenario by telling a story and then walks us through questions that ultimately lead us to the solution. Now, I am one that's always kind of a
0: fan of having a story to go along with the use case, and so here we see Alana, a new network engineer working for Carl, and it's 3 p.m. on a Friday. She's on her way out for the weekend looking forward to watching the latest season of her favorite show when Carl shows up and informs her he needs a full network inventory report by Monday at 8 a.m. He does apologize for ruining the weekend, but he's headed out to a concert. Can our newly learned network automation skills save the weekend by applying everything we're learning as we prepare for our DevNet associate to go after this? So if we think about this use case, let's start to break it down a little bit. What do we really need to accomplish to deliver this network inventory back? Well, like anything else in IT, it seems, we need to generate an inventory in a spreadsheet format. I think IT would fall apart if we had to take away everybody's spreadsheets. Now, the information we want to gather is across multiple types of devices in our network. We've got our switches, routers, and firewalls, and these are running operating systems like iOS, iOS XE, iOS XR, NXOS, and ASA for our firewall. So a robust set of platforms that we have to support. Now, the data that we're interested in for this inventory is our device names and software versions, uptime, and serial numbers. And I imagine this is a type of use case that any network engineer has run across many times in their careers. And we've got a, a manual approach that we would normally tackle when assigned a job like this. We sit down at our computer and we log into that first device, and then we run the commands necessary to retrieve the information we're after. In this case, or most inventory cases, it's usually a combination of show inventory and show version. We'll gather the data that we need, we'll manually enter it into the spreadsheet, We'll log out of that device, move on to the next one, and then repeat the process over and over and over again throughout all of our devices in our inventory, in our network. Now, I've done this many times in my career, and I know every time I sat down to do something like this, I hate these types of approaches because they're not terribly difficult, but they're long, tedious, and repetitive. And these are the types of use cases where automation can really shine and uh, give us a chance to stretch some of these skills that we're learning. So how might you, the DevNet Associate candidate, tackle this challenge? Well, we want to sit down and we want to use the programmability skills to gather this data. For many network automation use cases, the goal is not to do something brand new. It's simply to automate the way you manually would have done that solution anyway. Now, it is important to recognize whenever you tackle a new network automation use case to write a script or a configuration plan or anything, You need to test and build these solutions in some sort of a lab. And that's because there is a well-founded fear that automation can break your network just as fast as it can fix things or provide value. And it is a valid concern, and it's something we need to keep in mind whenever we dive into an automation use case. If in your organization you don't have a lab that kind of meets your needs, I encourage everybody to take a look at the DevNet sandboxes. The DevNet sandboxes offer free access to many of the different Cisco and open source technologies, and you can
1: use that as your lab as a service type of an approach for use cases like this. DevNet sandboxes are packaged labs that are accessible 24 hours, 7 days a week. You can actually access them right now by going to developer.cisco.com forward slash site forward slash sandbox and choose from either always on labs, which are ready to go whenever you are, or reservation sandboxes, which are privately accessible and require a reservation. You can choose from virtualized environments and real hardware in technology areas like networking, data center, cloud, security, IoT, collaboration, analytics, and open source. Each DevNet sandbox typically highlights one Cisco product and they can be used for development, testing APIs, learning how to configure a product, training, hackathons, and much more. Now
0: the goal here is to build a solution that can be used over and over and over again. That's the real value in automation. If you're only ever going to do something once, you probably don't need to automate it. But if it's something like this case, which may come up once a quarter, maybe a couple of times a quarter, every time there's an audit, building something that can be repeated over and over and over again is a very valuable use case to be automated. And when you sit down to tackle a new problem, like our network inventory use case today, it's important to ask yourself a handful of questions to get yourself in the mind space to tackle this problem. Some of the example questions we're going to tackle today is how can we talk to these devices? If we were doing this manually, we would use the CLI approach to interface and talk with our devices, either over SSH or Telnet, depending on what the device is and how you're set up for. But in the automation and programmability world, we have new options here. We've got APIs and standards like Netcomp and Restcomp that we could talk to our devices with. In any challenge, you have to figure out what tool language makes the most sense to solve this use case. And in many examples, in almost any use case, there's probably gonna be multiple ways you could solve this challenge. So you have to pick which one makes the most sense for the problem you're solving. In a case like this, we know that we're gonna need to interact with a series of network devices across our environment. And so we're gonna need that inventory. We're gonna need that list of devices that we're gonna work with. How do we get that list? Where does it come from? The question will come up, do we share this code? Are we going to share our solution with other people? And how might we do that? And then one of the things that's often left off when we're just learning skills, like taking a learning lab on Python or exploring a new API or library, but something that is very important when you're building a use case or something you're gonna hand for other folks to use over time is the question of how are you going to protect your secrets? And these involve things like your usernames and passwords to interact with the devices. When you move from just experimenting with a technology into building something that may be used by others, you have to make sure that you keep the security aspects in mind as you go through. So let's go through these questions and figure out what our answers might be for our automated network inventory report. How are we going to talk to our devices? Well, we've got the two broad options. We've got CLI and then we've got our API solutions, and the examples there might be NetConf or RESTConf. Both of these have advantages and disadvantages. In the advantages column, CLI is something that we know how it works. Frankly, it's what we would have done manually if we weren't trying to automate this use case. We also know it will work on all of our devices because that's the main primary interface that we interact with these devices that are out there. It also has a really nice advantage that when we're automating something, it's really easy to verify the results because we can just fall back to the CLI and compare what we would have gotten manually. On the disadvantages side though, doing anything with the CLI might not feel very DevNet-y or automation. I've often kind of gotten to the approach where I feel like I'm cheating if I'm doing network automation but still relying on the CLI. But I've learned to kind of fight that feeling. The CLI is just another interface that we can talk to our devices. It's not the only one, and in many cases an API is better, but it is an interface we can leverage. But it also does come back with clear text output. The CLI output from a command is meant for you or me or another human to look at and read, but when we're talking about an actual like script, we have to convert that data into something that can be parsed. So we have to worry about how do we parse that data if we use the CLI. On the API side of it, APIs are cool, right? That's what we're all getting into automation. That's why we're studying DevNet. That's what the learning labs are often about is using those APIs. And we do eventually need to learn how to use them. Another huge advantage is that whole parsing problem goes away. When you make a request with NetConf or RESTConf or another REST API or API that's out there, the data comes back in a structured format in XML or JSON and very easy to work with in an automation scripting type of a use case. However, there are some disadvantages with APIs as well. Every device may have different APIs that are supported and some devices may not support the APIs at all. And in projects like this, where we have a short timeline, it may require more time to initially kind of build that use case as it goes forward. So for our example today, we're going to go ahead and we're going to leverage the CLI mechanism to talk to the devices. It gives us a great way as a good entry point for a first use case. Now, what tool and language are we going to use? If you've been working in DevNet and network automation for a while, defaulting to Python is often a really great choice. It's become the de facto infrastructure automation language. May not always have that position, but at least today it does. And there are many, many libraries that you can choose from to interact with your network in a CLI method. You've got Netmiko and Nornir, Napalm, Scraply, PyATS, Ansible, and probably many more that I'm not even aware of. And then when it comes to parsing and processing the data after we run our commands, there are a multitude of options in Python as well that we can leverage. We can use basic functions built into strings like string str.find to go look for patterns in our strings. We can become more robust and use regular expressions or regex. And then there's other libraries like TextFSM by Google or PyETS from Cisco that includes parsers and built-in templates that you can use to grab
1: the data out of there. Pi ATS that Hank just mentioned is an end-to-end DevOps automation ecosystem. It enables network engineers to automate their day-to-day DevOps activities, perform stateful validation of their device operational status, build a safety net of scalable data-driven and reusable tests around their network, and visualize everything in a modern, easy-to-use dashboard. It was originally developed for internal Cisco engineering use and in many ways it's still used that way as the de facto test framework for internal Cisco engineers across different platforms and functions. But now it's also used by thousands of network engineers and developers worldwide outside of Cisco. And then finally, at the end of our inventory, we have to create a
0: spreadsheet. That's what we have to hand back to Carl. That's what Alana is trying to work on in this use case. And Python includes a standard CSV library that makes it very easy to work with reading and writing CSV files. So Python gives us everything we need. If we hone in on this question a bit more, I want to show or want to point out the fact that PyATS, a Cisco open source platform for network automation, shows up on both of these libraries for interaction, as well as parsing and processing data. It also has the advantage that PyATS shows up on the DevNet Associate Blueprint as a skill and technology to become familiar with. So it's a great choice for our use case here as well. Our next question is all about how do we create our inventory, the list of devices that we're going to talk to? Well, if you have a source of truth in your environment, this may be very easy. However, many of us probably don't actually have a source of truth. And if we're honest, if we had a good source of truth, this use case or this job from our boss probably wouldn't have shown up because the source of truth would have had this information about our network inventory. So we're probably going to need to manually put it together. And this brings us back to spreadsheets. The odds are pretty good in many organizations that there's probably a spreadsheet someplace that already has the basic details about your network. What are the device names? What are their IP addresses? That connectivity level of information. Or if it doesn't exist, it's fairly easy to create a spreadsheet that has that information. And so we'll hone in on, okay, we want to build that initial inventory using a spreadsheet and work with it off of there.
1: The rest of this DevNet Associate prep session hosted by Hank can be found by visiting the link in the description of this episode. The remainder of Hank's presentation demonstrates and walks you through the rest of the process of automating a network inventory in Python with slides that contain the code and the instructions that you'll need. In the next section of this episode, we'll hear the story of another use case from Hank on another great opportunity to use automation to do a bunch of boring and tedious work. Hank also shares his recommended strategy for fixing the problem using the skills a developer learns on their journey to earn a DevNet Associate Certification.
0: And we are once again back with Alana, who has been assigned some pretty boring work from her boss Carl. Now she knew being the new person on the team was going to result in some things that were less exciting, But she's now been asked to simply sit around and watch the status of an interface that they've noticed have been having some flapping problems. They don't know what's causing it, but they really need to gather some key show information from the network device whenever it goes up and down. So Alana's been asked just to drop everything and monitor this one interface. Now surely there has to be a way that automation can help her tackle this problem. So what does she have to do? What has she been assigned for? In this case, it's an operational state change on a specific interface on a specific device. For our demonstration today, we're gonna be looking at an Ethernet interface on a Nexus 9000 switch, though the technique we're gonna use would be applicable to lots of different types of devices and interfaces. Now, whenever that interface goes down or comes back up, she needs to be able to capture the date and time of that change and then gather the output from a series of commands that she's been given because this is what TAC or operations and troubleshooting team need for these types of cases. So show interface about the specific ethernet interface that's causing the problem. They wanna see the logging details, the last 50 log entries from the log, as well as the ARP MAC address and routing tables off the device. And then there's a system internal interface command that they also wanna gather, which has some extra details about the event. All of the output from these commands need to be stored so that they can be sent off for debugging and troubleshooting later. Now, how would we do this manually if we were going to approach this in a traditional fashion? Well, we'd probably open up a text file, create like that script of all the commands that we have to run, and then we'd log into the switch in a terminal window, and then we'd monitor kind of the status. Maybe we turn on terminal monitor so that we can see things as they're adjusting, or we just run show interface command. We run it once, we wait a second, we hit the up arrow, we run it again, and then repeat. Whenever we notice a state change in our interface, we then quickly take the commands from our text file, paste them into the terminal, capturing that output, And then eventually at the end of the day, we compile all that data, put them into appropriate log files and directories maybe for each event as it goes through so that we can send them along. Clearly, that's a pretty boring and human error prone type of an approach to this task. So is there a way that we could do this better with DevNet associate style skills? Now, our goal, like before, is not to change the approach. It's simply to automate what we were going to manually do anyway. And so we're going to use programmability skills to monitor the state of our interface, capture the command output, and then save that to our file system someplace so that we can log into it later. As we build our automation, we need a place to test that. DevNet Sandbox is a great place to do that if you don't have your own lab environment someplace you can tackle. And ideally, it would be nice if we come out of this with some sort of a solution that could be used over and over again for similar types of tasks in the future. Now, specific questions we want to kind of dive into to develop our use case. How can we know when an interface states changes? From a programmatic perspective, what options do we have to monitor those state changes? Where should we run the script? Are we gonna run the script on our laptop? Are we gonna run it someplace else? How are we gonna gather the command output? How or where do we save the command output? And then how are we gonna track in real time those state changes? How are we gonna know so that we can get our information gathered as close to the event as possible? Diving into these questions one at a time. So, how can we know when an interface state changes? Well, what are our options? We could wait for users to complain. Based on the use case and what our boss has told us here, that's probably not the best solution. We could regularly check the interface state with a show command, maybe show interface or show interface status. We could set up an on-change telemetry subscription. This is a very programmatic Net DevOps approach to this problem. In addition to model-driven programmability with netconf and restconf and yang to make configuration changes to our device, we've also got model-driven telemetry that has all sorts of on-change events. Maybe there's something there that we could dive into. Or we could look at the device log, kind of the syslog for a device and just wait for change. Now, lots of choices, different programmatic versions, non-programmatic versions, but in this case, I decided or Alana decided to stick with something that's fairly simple. All we're focused on is that interface state changing. We know it's going to end up in syslog. We'll monitor that device log for those changes. Now where are we going to run the script? Now let's assume for a moment that we're gonna write a Python script. From a network automation perspective, DevNet Associate, that's usually a good place to go with these types of use cases. And so what are our options? We could run it on our personal laptop. We've been assigned this duty anyway, so we could just use our laptop. Many organizations have like a utility or a tool server someplace in the data center. Maybe you could run it over there. You could run it in the cloud. You could even go so far as to maybe run this as like a function as a service or serverless type of an approach. Or one of the newest capabilities is the ability to actually run it on the device itself. Many network devices are starting to open up the access to the underlying kind of fact that these network devices are really just computer systems, and they're offering the ability to run scripts like Python scripts right on the box. So for our use case here, that's the one we're going to tackle. We'll run our script directly on the device. Now, how are we going to gather the command output? Now, we've been doing this type of task all month long with our use cases, having to gather or run commands against the device, and we've seen that there are lots of options we have. We've got PyATS, NetMiko, or other CLI libraries that are there. But with the change here where we're going to run our script directly on Box, there's a new option for us where there's the included Cisco CLI library that allows you, when running a script on a switch, to actually kind of execute CLI commands with an embedded library. So for this use case, we'll go ahead and we'll tackle that. We'll look at how we can use that library or SDK as part of our use case. Now, how and where are we going to save all of these command outputs? Because through our use case, we're going to gather the output from several different commands from several different events. And so what are we going to do with them? Do we create one file per event? Or do we create one file per event per command? What folder structure might we use? And then where are we gonna save them? Are we gonna save them on the device itself, so on the boot flash? Or are we gonna upload those files to a network location?
1: To hear the answer to these and other questions about how to complete the process of building a troubleshooting assistant, please visit the link in the description of this episode, which will take you to the rest of Hank's DevNet Associate prep session on the Cisco Learning Network. We will also include a link that will allow you to sign up for any future DevNet Associate prep sessions. If you're interested in other ways to train for the DevNet Associate exam, the Cisco Learning Network can help you in your journey to earning your DevNet Associate certification including additional training videos from experts like Hank Preston and study groups with others who support each other on their certification journeys. Connect with our community by visiting www.ciscolearningnetwork.com to get started or continue your journey in earning Cisco certifications. Lastly, please subscribe to the Cisco Learning Network podcast to continue hearing from experts, learning about changes, and hearing about others' journeys in earning their certifications. Thanks for listening.